Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. It is Sunday, May 1st. This is Kirk Henderson coming to you in the morning, the day before the first Dallas Mavericks playoff game. The second round matchup of the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns on the road. It will be late Monday night. But for now, we're here on Sunday morning. There's a, a little bit of a lull in Mavs based content out there right now because, frankly, I think everybody was a little bit tired. And, and second, there's not a ton to analyze because when you really look back at, at the the three Mavericks games that they played this year against the Suns, there's nothing to take away. They were all before the Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Spencer Dinwoody trade. And when you really look back at the last several years of Mavs Suns basketball, it doesn't look the best for the Mavericks. Um, Luca's only beat the Suns three times in four seasons. He has only beaten them once since his rookie season. And really, the Suns are just the team that have the Mavericks numbers if you're going off of, uh, you know, recent history. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, for example, is 10-1 and against the Mavericks in his time. Um, so it's, it's, you know, on paper, it's a little bit of a struggle of a matchup for the Mavericks, but paper doesn't, isn't really where the games are played. And so let's, let's take a look at, at a couple of, um, posts that are up on Mavs Moneyball that I think are going to be worth your time. Um, first Xavier Santos wrote a, a piece about, you know, the, like how to gamble on this upcoming series. I'm not really much of a gambling guy yet, but he, he, you know, if, if you're feeling the Mavericks, he, he recommends you do it just because uh, betting should be fun. But um, the the line, at least as of, what was it, Saturday, um, was uh, the Mavericks were plus 330 for the series. And that's, that's pretty crazy because um, the Suns are very, very good. Um, there's a couple of bets out there where it's uh, the... You know the Mavericks uh, to win Game One and win the series is plus five fifty. So you you'd be betting a little bit of a surprise. And uh, will there be a buzzer beater? Uh, is plus sixteen hundred. That's a fun series. That's a fun bet in the series because I, I think with Luka Doncic, Chris Ball, Devin Booker, there's a lot of like big time shot makers in this game. So that's one one that I particularly liked. Um, another article that Xavier wrote and Xavier hadn't written in a while, but he he. Put up a nice piece about his guy, uh, Spencer Dinwoody. Uh, Dinwoody was someone uh, Xavier advocated for repeatedly last off season, and you know it, he's since he's been away from the site for a little bit, he came back to you know Spencer obviously having a really great game six. But for anybody who who watched the series, Spencer was not good. He was indecisive and to the point of being bad. Now some of that I think you can rely, uh, you know, place in the fact that he was put in the primary ball handler situation role and Xavier makes the argument for the fact that he's really best as a secondary creator where he can thrive amid chaos uh, and you know how his shooting is not something Mavericks fans should expect I was uh, reading one of the comments on Xavier's article and it's like oh this is a terribly timed article he just had scored you know he scored 19 points and had a great plus minus and it's like look Dinwiddie's not going to give you four seven three-point shooting every night like, that'd be amazing, but that's not happening. He's going to have one of seven nights. Where Dinwoody made his money for the Mavericks uh, in the final games of the regular season was driving, probing, getting to the line, and making kind of weird shots. And he frankly just stopped doing that against Rudy, Rudy Gobert. He never tried mid-range shots. He was really, really frustrating. Before game seven, or I'm sorry, before game six, he was, I believe, 23 of 71 from the field. That's terrible. And he's better than that. And Xavier really goes through and, and 
has a couple of suggestions for what the Mavericks could try to do to get him going. Because if they're going to surprise the Suns, and make no mistake, they are an underdog, it's going to be because they were able to you know, have players beyond Luka Doncic go off. Um, then the next piece that I wanted to look at was Matt Phillips has a post up on the site, and it's called For Jalen Brunson, The, t- the Real Test Is Yet to Come. And he, he makes the argument that you know, the Utah Jazz were fried chicken for Jalen Brunson because they're a terrible defensive team on the perimeter. Now, Rudy Gobert is amazing, but the perimeter defense was not good. And I think the the ongoing, if there is a criticism of Jalen Brunson's game, it's that over the long haul, he's had a he's had more struggles against length. And the Suns present a lot of length across the board, depending on who's guarding him, you know. There, a lot of Mavs uh, writers and bloggers seem to think that Mikhail Bridges is going to spend a lot of time on on uh, Brunson, and the the Suns are just going to let Luca go off. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I I do see you know the Suns have a very switchable defense with lots of big guys. You have Booker, you have Jay Crowder, you have Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. There's a lot of guys that that are frankly just bigger. And, and the Mavericks are going to have to to figure out how to deal with that. Um, Rudy Gobert is one of the best rim protectors in the league, but DeAndre Ayton is is probably the most versatile defensive center. Uh, and, and seeing how Brunson deals with, you know, coming off one screen and attacking another mountain of a man is going to be really interesting. It's going to be a good series. Like, this is, you know, and then there's also, like, Chris Paul out there lingering. And Chris Paul... Uh, taught a master class earlier in the season when it was a Lucas game and just you know just destroyed Brunson in the fourth in a fourth quarter of a game. It was really something to see. Uh, but Chris Paul's in the Hall of Fame point guard. So you know this is why this is such an uphill series for these Dallas Mavericks. Um anyway, those three stories, they're all up on Mavsmoneyball.com. I'm uh, don't have them in the show notes yet because I'm having trouble with my links. But you should go ahead and head over to Mavsmoneyball.com and check out all three of those posts. I know for a fact that some point today, Sunday, Josh Bow is putting up his series preview. And as always, Josh is just one of the best in the business, which you should give him a click. Um and we'll have probably a roundtable and some other things coming over the course of the next couple of days. We really want to get back to games. Um, and that's where we are. So, you know, kind of a short outing this morning. I apologize for that. I'm, I am I was on a Suns podcast on Saturday. I may try to clip my portion and throw it into the feed where they ask me some questions. But the structure, it was, it was me and three other guys. And the structure was a little different. I'll probably throw the link up on my Twitter feed at some point today. Uh, where I think that that they're, the Suns bloggers that I've talked with seem to think that Mikhail Bridges is going to be locked in on Luka. And if that's the case, it's very interesting because if Luka's able to get Bridges into any sort of foul trouble at all, that changes the way this series goes. And with, way, with, with the way that Luka has been sort of attacking the strongest defenders as of late, uh, that's something that I'm going to be very interested to see how that plays out for Luca. Um, I do hope that, that Luca does some mismatch hunting that he didn't really do a great job of in the jazz series. And I, I think that was intentional where he wanted to be guarded by the bigger guys or by the better defenders. Um, but you know, whatever tactics and strategies the Mavericks come up with to, to try to attack the Suns, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's what with that. 
yeah. So we'll Josh and I may do a uh, another podcast later tonight. So just sort of preview the series further. Um, you know, there's a lot we can talk about, but you know, and we don't want to repeat ourselves too much. But we'll see. Okay, guys, I want you to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll talk soon. This has been Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball with Moneyball Minute, and I will talk to you hopefully maybe later tonight.